1: I
4: am all in
1: more, more, more. I want to kiss you
2: more.
0: More, more, more. I want to kiss you more.
5: I am all in with Scott Patterson and iHeartRadio Podcast
4: Hey everybody we're back I am Scott Patterson and this is the I am all in podcast with iHeartRadio Ladies and gentlemen, what an episode. Rory's dance. What is going on? Where's Luke? Luke was not in the episode. <laughs> Did I shoot some scenes and they got cut? I don't Where remember. You? I don't know. You
3: have any clue because my gut feeling yeah is that you, you did a scene for this episode that they had to cut.
4: And it was too powerful. Because we would have
3: known if you didn't work for a week.
4: The audience couldn't handle it. It was too powerful. It was
0: too powerful.
3: Were you surprised when you watched the episode and you weren't in it?
4: No, I was too engaged in the episode. I didn't, I didn't care. I told you I don't like watching myself, so I was kind of happy.
3: At what point did you realize I'm not in this?
4: Um, after it was done. I said, wait, I wasn't in that. <laughs> I really enjoyed this episode. I
3: didn't realize it until the second time I watched it. I had to call Danielle and I was like, uh. was Scott not
4: in that? <sighs> the seeds of my podcast career planted early on. Yes. <laughs>
3: I didn't mind it You knew you were going to need a backup plan.
4: No, I was in the episode. No, the diner was in the background in, when she ran out of Miss Patty's and said, no, I have to get home. I have to get home. No, let me explain it to your mother.
3: credited as being in it.
4: Well, that's in my contract.
3: Oh, well, I guess, but.
4: I got paid for that episode.
3: But Do you remember any scenes that just didn't make it?
4: There, uh, there might have been that scene with Sean Gunn and I in a massive fist fight. But I, it probably, no, no, not at all. No, I just wasn't, I guess I wasn't in the episode.
3: You didn't save your scripts, did you?
4: Sure I did. I have every well, single script in plastic, and I have every single rehearsal script, and I have every single table read script. I have literally hundreds of scripts.
3: Hello, can you go what? into the garage where all the gum is and find out if, <laughs> if that script is in there? Because the maybe gum. there's something in the script. Dude,
4: those scripts are in storage in a vault guarded by Doberman pinchers with razor wire.
3: That's how you're going to put your kid into college with that money.
4: My kid's going to get a scholarship, a robotics scholarship. He's not going to need me to pay for
3: it. I just, you don't think there's something in the script that was a scene that you shot, but then they had to edit it out because did that ever happen?
0: no
4: Mm-mm. no 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 the uh the planning of those scripts was very detailed and very specific and um they just weren't in it i think they must have been getting feedback for the first six or seven episodes that maybe it was i was taking over the show and they had to pull the <laughs> character
3: back i mean suki I'm was kidding. barely in it I'm Suki was barely in it michelle wasn't in it wait was he michelle oh my God. was
4: not in it Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. It was early on. They were still figuring out, you know, where the character was going and, you know, what was happening. I mean, I don't know. You know, I wasn't in it, but Luke's diner was in it in the background and that's enough.
3: Well, and the end of the episode, I know I'm going out of order, but the end of the episode was Mm -hmm. gnarly dramatic. Like that was hardcore. Like when mm-hmm. she's like, You're going on the pill. And Rory's like, You know I wouldn't sleep with him. Like the whole mm-hmm. thing was like, mm-hmm. Oh, this yeah. is the worst thing they've had yet.
4: Yeah, that was a that was a real I mean, your kid's out till I mean she she fell asleep because Emily gave her some pills, right? She got Lauren fell I mean, Lorelai fell asleep because she was on mild sedatives. Suki gave her for the, her back. Or no, yes. Suki gave it to her, right. Mm-hmm. And um and yeah, they both fell asleep and I don't know, I, you know what, really a couple of, I was thinking about this last night. I said, teenage, teen, 17 year olds, they're not drinking, uh, they're, they're in, they're falling in love or they're in love. They're excited. They're excitable. They're full of energy. How do they walk into Miss Patty's and then all of a sudden fall asleep?
3: Because we know it was only like 1130. It, <laughs> it was eleven. Was 11. 30.
4: It was maybe 10:30. They they bailed on the the dance early. It might have been 10. <laughs> what the heck happened in Miss Patty's that they just fell asleep? I mean, they didn't smoke a joint. They were
3: just worn out from the fight with Tristan and the stacking of the beans and
6: worn the worn out
4: with the st- <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's a taco suki brought. I mean, so cool.
6: When I was
4: 17, I didn't conk once. I don't care how much stress I had in my day.
3: Seventeen-year-olds can stay up till four in the morning without blinking. They can stay up
4: for three days in a row, and they're still like bouncing around. I mean, whoa, whoa wow. Maybe there's a gas leak in Miss Patty's. <laughs> Is there like a gas? I leak? think
3: it happened because then we get the crazy scene where she's running and Dean. Now I know be why it
4: happened, but it's dude. like ten thirty. They're nodding out. I don't know. <laughs> I just <laughs> wanted to point that out to the paying audience. <laughs> it's like what. <laughs>
3: Well, okay. So really it's a Emily Lorelei fight that then mm-hmm. became a Lorelai Rory catastrophe.
4: That was just typical dumping on your kid after you'd had a a, a, a confrontation with your mother, you know, the big ugly monster that Emily can be. Um, I mean, she's right, but she's wrong at the same time. Right.
3: Yeah. And Rory called her out on it. Rory kind of said, yeah. this yeah. is not about me. This is about your mom.
4: That's right. I wasn't all together surprised when she started opening up on, on Rory right away. Cause you know, she supported her. I, I trust my kid and this, but uh, you know, I don't know. It kind of makes sense. Uh, that mother of hers really triggers her. I mean, really gets well, her. And
3: it was uh, they oh, were getting along and they were she getting was along like, great.
4: Yeah. yeah so then know,
3: we were for in that. for a big old Boom.
4: But you know, Rory kind of deserved that. She was out all night. She conked at ten thirty. What? What? It's not so. From Lorelai's point of view, she's probably thinking the same thing I'm thinking. You're a teenager. Y- you don't conk. What's going on? You have too much energy to. Oh, I fell asleep in miss Patty's. I wouldn't have believed right. it either.
3: I think a she, mother would think my kid's been in a car accident.
4: I think all that fear. Yeah, and and I and I know that Lorelai was thinking. Um, um i'm just fronting for my mother to defend my kid but i'm still pissed at my kid because i want a damn explanation but i'm not going to break in front of my mother because i'm not going to give her the satisfaction that she's 100 right but wrong doing this inside my own home
3: amazing but, performance by all three yeah.
4: uh, completely absolutely. believable absolutely.
3: Yeah. nailed it
4: nailed just killed it just beautiful stuff um and uh, i mean what can you say what can you say uh Perfect ending, sitting down, covering herself, breaking down. Just one of those days, just being a mom. You know, Every mom goes through it. <laughs> it's real life happening before our eyes. It's three generations of real life happening before our eyes. Um, yeah, just wonderful stuff. Wonderful. Great episode. Great episode. It's the episode I, I, I started liking Dean and Tristan. I, I really thought Paris was a certifiable good oh, God. Oh
3: my God. And with the cousin and the whole thing. Good so God sad. And then first when Tristan's buying the ticket and he sort of teases, like you got a date
4: <laughs> the first time he's actually vulnerable with Rory. I mean, that's when he, we see that he needs her once her, uh, really likes her. It's not just a game now. It's like, he really needs, there's a need there. Um, uh, there was a need before just to play the game because he's just testing her the way Lorelai tested Max, you know what I mean? And tests me and you know, that kind of thing, distance, distance, distance. So, um, yeah, but I mean, uh, the takeaway for me is, is in that dynamic with those characters, the only thing that dated that show for me was the behavior of, uh, Paris. I mean, that kind of behavior was isn't going to fly today. Isn't that amazing? How that particular character in that situation didn't age well. <laughs> I mean, Dang. like I said, like I said previously. I mean, if she can't handle, uh, if she can't handle Rory and, and and Tristan, if she's going to trigger to that degree where she's like physically and verbally violent, like bordering on psychosis, uh, how's she going to handle Harvard? I mean, there's a thousand Tristans there. There's yeah. there's a thousand Rory's there. I mean, she's gonna freak out over there in Harvard. Well, I mean, Harvard's yeah, 10,000 10, students. It's ten thousand students, undergraduates, and it's twenty thousand graduate students. So, you know, it's 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 not a huge campus, it's not a huge college, but it's you know, there's enough people there. Paris is gonna be in trouble. She's not a type of person you want to go to Harvard.
3: <laughs> no, I mean you know that that Paris is always sort of on the edge of Uh, Good God. um, Losing it.
4: But I mean, she came unglued.
3: Unglued is the perfect word. Unglued. She,
4: she came unglued through that entire, she started abusing the poor little fella sitting next to her who was getting the change.
6: (laughs) At least she didn't recite Shakespeare in somebody's ear.
4: Oh my God. Well, I mean, at least that's, you know, that's sort of, uh, harnessing the rage and turning it into something else, which is, you know, there's, there, there, there's some art in that there's some, there's, that that's poetic, but I mean, she's just out and out just like lunacy throughout the whole episode. <laughs> you
3: kind of do love the uh, comic relief teenageness of uh, Louise and Madeline. They're always yeah. there to just be teenagers, like, and kind of funny.
4: And Madeline always having the last word and coming off like a nice person, but what the hell is she doing with Louise, which makes it even more funny. <laughs> It's no. like, what are they doing together? <laughs> it's I like,
3: love them. Yeah. yeah. It's like Madeline
4: kind of playing along, this, this, the goofy sidekick, and she doesn't, she's not really into it, but she is. And she says she's sorry, and <laughs> you're a nice person. <laughs> it's, like it's all a,
3: a hot mess at that dance. That's for sure. Um, and where were the teachers to break up that fight?
4: They were dancing. <laughs> they were all dancing. I saw a lot of older people on the dance floor dancing there were the teachers they had to be couldn't have been the students you know but dean boy he he doesn't waste any time does he, he gets her on the dance floor and let's make out let's go let's kiss
3: yeah I and mean, tristan wanted to make out with that date too
4: yes he did even
3: in his like longing for rory he was like okay i'll make out with my date too
4: yeah.
3: did she become more desirable because she had dean
6: there did
4: who become more desirable rory Far more. It's all
6: the Chilton guys.
4: Oh God, far more. Are you kidding? I mean, you bring a a, a kid like Dean into the prom, and everybody's going to be talking about it. Well, not the prom, but the dance. But everybody's going to be talking about and gossiping, gossiping about him. And uh, I thought Dean did very well for himself in this episode. He really was a stand-up guy. He became. He was crowned the boyfriend. And, uh, he, he, he deserves her heart at that, at that point in time. I mean, yeah. that's, that's a very, very chivalrous, romantic, uh, uh, manly thing to do is like get away from my girlfriend, you know, it's wonderful. And, you know, as old fashioned as that seemed, it's, uh, you know, sometimes it's necessary and it was necessary in that situation. She was being harassed by, um, Tristan. I mean, it's just no matter how much, you know, I liked him or he's becoming vulnerable. I mean, he was a problem. I mean, she was going to Chilton, trying to learn, trying to further her education and get into Harvard. And you got this jackass kid just, just mocking her, just disrespecting her every time he showed up. Um,
3: Even though his reasons for it are probably understandable. You're right. He really,
4: For, for sure.
3: He's, he's a jerk to her.
4: He's a total jerk and he's inappropriate. And I, yeah, I think, I think both those characters probably they're not aging. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. There were, there
3: were a few parts where it was a little bit like, Whoa, this is, Whoa.
4: That's, that's very 2000. (laughs) It's very 2000. y. (laughs) Okay. Everybody. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about Tristan, the wonderful Tristan complex Tristan. We'll be back. Shout out to Aster Pro for sponsoring this episode and providing free samples. It's springtime and that means allergies. Mine have been throwing me off and I need something that works fast. That's where Astapro comes in. It's the first of its kind nasal allergy spray and it is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter spray you can get. go to astroproallergy.com for a discount so you can astropro and go today visit a s t e p r o allergy.com use as directed for relief of nasal congestion runny nose sneezing and itchy nose due to allergies ah uh, summer the best time of the year usually it doesn't come with a great deal soaring temperatures come with soaring prices So everybody, we're, we're going to get into a little bit of Chad, Michael, Murray, Tristan uh, memories here. Uh, he was just on the Today Show and uh, he was discussing how people react to his character in a very surprising way to him and I think uh, a surprising way to us and everybody listening. People uh, came up to him and and said that they actually really loved his character. He, he, you know, he he was expecting, you know, usually people are... You know, are very critical of his character, you know, negative uh, encounters with fans. But he says they've they've been very positive and he's very surprised by it. So let's let's get into that a little bit, because uh, this is a big episode for Tristan. And uh, what do you guys think about like, this?
3: Do you love him? Do you hate him? Do you love to hate him? And also we sort of he, he change, changes a little bit, too. Right now, he's pretty awful.
4: I wanted to love him. And I did love him and I wanted to give him a hug when he s- was standing there, when the camera hit him and he was watching Dean and Rory kiss on the dance floor. Felt bad for the guy. I've been that guy. I've, be- I've been in his shoes. Every guy has been in his shoes with a girl that he wants. And I was no Tristan. I mean, I'm not trying to compare myself to Tristan, uh, but that hurts. That's a gut shot. You're gutted. And, uh, boy, I felt bad for him. I wanted to give him a hug. Well, I started liking very him. very
3: similar to you in the episode before, seeing Max and Lorelai. It was sort of that same gut-wrenching. Yeah. Yeah, Scott,
8: I totally agree with you. Up until this episode, yeah. I was very much like, oh, he calls her Mary. Can he please stop? He's so snobby and annoying and popular. And this episode, I... I, it took a second. I was like, oh no, there's something more there. Mm -hmm. Like I, I got a little soft spot for him. It was the first time that I actually felt that way. And,
4: and, and and it was when uh, Rory was standing in line to buy the ticket for the dance and he came up and he was his arrogant jackass self. But then you realize that he really, he's getting a little more vulnerable with her. He's, he's revealing a little more and he's asking her, you know, still indirectly, but asking her to go to the dance with him and it bothers him. So I kind of started like, Oh, okay. All right. Isn't it amazing what vulnerability does? It just, it's just, it's just, gosh.
3: Kristen is exactly that guy. Yeah, The guy mm-hmm. that's popular and handsome, but insecure mm-hmm. and c- sort of deals with it by being kind of a jerk.
4: It, 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 it made me think Hard. What's going on at his home? What's happening with mommy and daddy? What's going on? I mean, it's like there's there's some bad stuff going on. Is dad drinking? Is what's his dad treating him like crap? Is dad having an affair? It's like what's going? Is, is, are there mental issues at home? What's happening? That poor kid. I so
3: agree with you. Yeah, I felt the same way. Yeah, and I also thought he was the ultimate pulls your hair because he likes you
4: Mm -hmm. that that was then i I started becoming like feeling parental toward him like wanting to reach out and and take his hand and say hey bud let's 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 go on a little walk you know and tell me what's going on in your life and you know i wanted to help him i'm at that stage in my life where i have a little bit of wisdom you know a little bit and, and I, I really wanted to help that kid. And I thought, boy, he's in trouble. He's in big trouble because he's looking like he's going to fail in life. Like if he's yeah. if he's this way, if he's this wound up and I know Rory's is extraordinary for, for sure. She's extraordinary. But uh, and I have the same thought about Paris, too. If she's this wound up about Rory at a Chilton, what the hell is she going to react like? When she gets to harvard when there's a thousand rory's and there's a thousand tristans
3: i agree it sort of makes sense why chad michael murray recently said that people come up and say i love tristan because Mm -hmm. they must understand what's really going on Where at first you're like he's such an ass
4: but as an actor right the sensitivity of chad and what he did in that moment and the way he looked at her and the way he felt completely transformed my opinion of him. It made me yeah. see, that's called layering a char- character. And that's, again, great writing, great acting. These kids are really good actors. Jesus, these kids are so young and they're so good at what they do. I think I think he was 18 at the time too. They're just kids.
3: It's not surprising that this show got him the lead on One Tree Hill. Oh,
4: is it? Yeah, it's not surprising it, at all. Total I mean, he, sense. He's showing a real depth of, uh, uh, I mean, just, wow his soul was ruined watching her dance with uh, and kiss Dean ruined. He was just ruined. And the way he kind of went limp a little bit and he, you know, he, he confronted Dean and, you know, Hey, uh, we haven't met. And then, and then he escalated, but even the way he did that, and that's a tough se- scene for, for Chad to play because he's got to come off tough, but he also has to, you know, go limp a little bit in the face of an obviously stronger uh, and a more righteous Dean in the situation. And it's like, how does he play it? So at at a certain point in that scene, the confrontation scene with with Dean, is I think he realized, and he made this choice as an actor, he realized that he was in the wrong, that he was the weaker person, and that Dean made him realize that. And he actually felt shame.
3: I felt the same way. Physically, he sort of really. He,
4: yeah. He kind he of gave showed up. Showed that yes. so beautifully,
3: where you're yes. like, oof. Yes. Ooh.
4: It was. It was. It's so difficult to do, and he did it beautifully. He did it beautifully. He he kind of manned yeah. up, but then he you know he knew he was in the wrong, and I think he pulled back because he realized that, and especially when he went in for the last time, and 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 Dean just said uh, before they started pushing each other. Um, He just kind of you could see in his eyes a a light go out a little bit like this. He wasn't going to get his way. And I think it was almost he was almost doing it because he didn't want to get his way. I think he did it because he wanted Dean to beat him up. I think he did it because he thought he deserved to get beaten up.
3: Yeah, I I, I don't think any of what you're saying is wrong. I think you're kind of right. I can't decide if he's spoiled or what the deal is. But yeah, yeah, I think he's just super sad on the inside. I
4: do, too. I think he's he's very wealthy, he's very privileged.
3: He's so handsome. Yeah,
4: great looking kid and he's got everything going for him, but boy, what a facade. Because there's a hurt, wounded soul behind that thing and it's so interesting to see it. It's really interesting for him to peel that layer back and, and to show us that he's not, yeah, I'm a, I'm a jackass and I know I'm a jackass and I don't like it, so please beat me up because why well, else would you why else would you challenge somebody who's like, you know, 3 inches taller than you are.
3: <laughs> here's what's interesting. When we read that Chad ha- gets that reaction, we did like an informal poll. Danielle, what were they like what happened?
8: It was pretty split, 48-52%. So 48 in favor of Tristan and 52% don't like him. Boy, that's pretty so even. very 50-50.
3: I think we get the opinions from people who like him and hate him. It's like, I, I sort of love to Hate
4: him. It, yes. The character allows you to really, you know, vent on somebody like that. Cause we've all had people like that in our lives. Right. Um, um, but I, I don't know. I'm, I, I like him. He, I want to get to know him. Now I'm interested in like finding out what's going on with him.
3: Yeah. You really kind of love Tristan and Dean in this episode. I mean, I still think Tristan's ass.
4: He's 18. He's a kid, 17, (laughs) you know, I mean, come on. Those kids are, they're so filled with confidence, you know, and you know, nothing really bad has happened to them yet. Nobody's ever said no to them yet. They, they just haven't been out in the world. But I think in Tristan's background, Something's going wrong and it's and it's and it's going it's going wrong like right now as it's happening. And he's he's freaked out by it. You know, maybe the parents split up. Maybe the parents are fighting a lot or splitting up or who the heck knows.
3: Or they ignore him. Or yeah,
4: or that, you know. And I think I think he's probably just a, a very sensitive, very intelligent boy who was probably a very sweet boy, and he's getting abused. Somebody's abusing him. Maybe his father is verbally abusing him or being too rough with him or cutting him down. You know, who knows? Who the hell knows? But it's like, I wanna know. I wanna know what it is.
3: <laughs> What's his damage? What is his
4: damage? Yeah. I, I, boy, let's get him on. Uh, I want to I want to because he has more insight and he, you know, made these choices, maybe had some conversations with Amy uh, about background that's not in the show. So it would be interesting to find he's that a out.
3: Pretty sweet guy. He's yeah. a sweet guy in real life, as you know.
4: Yeah, he's a good dude.
3: OK, Danielle, tell us how we're going to solve this conundrum.
8: So we have one listener that is calling in right now. Easton, if you want to let her in from the waiting room. Her name is Amelia.
3: Loves him or hates
8: him. She likes him.
4: Oh. Hello, Amelia. Hi. Uh,
8: hi.
4: How you hi. doing? Oh, my goodness. My goodness, oh, my right goodness. back at you. How you doing? <laughs> Let me, uh, where are you calling in from?
3: Oh, look at the sweatshirt.
4: You got the Luke's yeah. sweatshirt on. There you go. I, representing. I have to. All right. Where, yeah. where, are, you, where are you from, Amelia?
5: Joshua Tree, California. Oh, my
4: God. You're out in the so desert. This isn't
5: really working for my my the temperature outside. But no,
4: no, no, no. What's so. it, 110 out there?
5: <laughs> Something crazy. Yeah, yeah, the hundreds. Yeah, yeah. yeah the desert.
4: <laughs> Thank God for Freon. So you have either a question or a comment for us.
5: Oh, well, I mean, yeah, you guys, um, in your stories, you talked about Tristan. Mm-hmm. Um, if people liked him or didn't like him. And I know a lot of people probably don't like him. but I mean, I don't like him. Like I want to hang out with Tristan, but I think as a character, he's really dynamic. There's a lot there. And I love to unpack that stuff as a viewer. I I like that he's kind of puts up a facade. I mean, he's a teenager. So you should remember that. I mean, I started watching the show when I was 10, so I didn't pick up any of this then, but um, you know, he's a teenager, he's figuring it out. And I think that he just wants validation from girls at school, boys at school, his parents. And he gets it, obviously, in the wrong ways, so he puts up this, like, not-a-very-nice-guy facade. So he's kind of misunderstood, but there's moments where you could see he has, like, a heart and a soul. They're fleeting, but they happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think he's really misunderstood. He does it to himself, but he's a teenager. So,
3: you know. And she engages with him. You know, she doesn't just walk away or ignore him. There's some yeah. sort of push-pull there because she always sort of ping pongs with him meaning rory yeah i mean
5: and he's a cutie pie i mean it's chad michael murray so i'm not complaining (laughs) if i was in high school with chad michael murray i'd probably be like all right so i mean
4: well you know um we were discussing this and this episode uh, specifically um rory's dance when she goes to chilton dance and they get dean and, and and tristan get into their you know, almost fisticuffs, um, you know, I started liking, I started liking Tristan. Because just for the reasons that you just stated, because there's something there, there's maybe something going wrong in his home life and he doesn't know how to handle it and he's internalizing it and it's coming out in all these ways and he's probably, you know, he's mimicking both his parents, right? So he's being imprinted in a very negative way somehow over a period of time and he's, you know, he's coming off like this... This giant jerk, and I'm yeah. sh- I I see that from his behavior in this episode that he is not a giant jerk. I don't think yeah. he he. I think there's something very sweet and soulful there, and he's lost it. He's lost himself, and he needs to get him himself back. which is why I think, and he, obviously he thinks Rory can help him.
5: Yeah, I completely agree. I feel like, and even if it's like getting that negative imprint from his parents, maybe even they're not giving him enough attention. So he's like, how can I get attention? I'll act out. Right. Um, And I, yeah, I just think there's not a lot of self-love there. Mm -hmm. There's not, I feel like there's a lot of self-doubt within himself and he acts out negatively and he sees something good in Rory, which I mean, who doesn't?
4: I mean, she's just a, she's just a breath of fresh air and, and completely unaffected and beautiful and breezy and smart and it's probably everything he's been looking for and hasn't been able to find. I mean it's like it's yeah, either like, it's either Louise or or it's or it's Rory. Which line you going to stand in, right? I mean Louise nice I, to him. Right, right.
5: Yeah, she's still nice to him. She like finds the good in him and he I think he sees that and picks up on that. So mm-hmm. he's like, oh, okay, even though I called you Mary and I was that typical like I don't know, school grade school, like I'm going to be mean to you cuz I like you" attitude. Mhm. She's looked past that and has just shown him kindness. And right. I mean, anyone that's I feel like like him is going to look at that and be like, "Hey, wait a minute, I like you."
4: Well, she's <laughs> she's look. She's a little she's a little rough with him. I mean, she Sometimes, she yeah. she gives him. Uh, <laughs> uh, his due uh, uh, when yeah. they're standing in line, when she's buying the tickets, I mean, she's really kind of going after him a little bit. I mean, she's, she's returning service beautifully. <laughs> yeah,
5: no, I love it. Especially when she yells at him after she hits the deer. Right. I mean, I appreciate that. Right. Yeah.
4: So, so, yeah, I, I just think there's a quality about Tristan that I'm intrigued by now. I'm fascinated. I want to, I want to get to know him, uh, a little better and I hope and I haven't seen the episodes, uh, obviously I've just, I've stopped at Rory's dance, but I'm, I'm intrigued to see how he develops. And I'm starting yeah. to like Dean too. Good. Um, I
5: know. I've been listening and I'm like, yeah. you don't like Dean? <laughs> no, no. I, but I,
4: I didn't like the, the, the boogie night thing. And Hey, now yeah. it's my turn. And you know, this kissing in the thing and, and the dozy's market. I know I didn't like all that stuff, but uh, you know, it's like now this fresh episode and he's, uh, he's, He's being a good boyfriend and it's kind of cool because she's, you know, Hey, so what are we, you my boyfriend? And he's like, I don't know. You want yeah, me to be, sweet? you know, it's a yeah, sweet teenage love. It is. It's yeah. very, it is very sweet. And he's a sweet kid. He's, he's showing that side of himself. Um, so Amelia. Yes. So thank you for coming on. Uh, it was a very interesting discussion.
5: Oh, well, thank you.
8: And We,
4: we really appreciate the input. Um, and good luck with your photography out there in Joshua Tree. And um,
5: Thank you. And thank you. This is crazy. You're Luke. I mean, you're Scott, but you're Luke. And <laughs> I've been watching you since I was 10. And your show shaped me. And I just, this is amazing. So thank you so much. Well, this is
4: wonderful. we've had a lot of fun and uh, and nice talking to you.
5: Yeah, you too. Thank All you. Right. All right, sweetheart.
4: All right. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. I think we've got somebody in the waiting room uh, uh, for a fan question, and let's oh yeah, let's, let's get let's, to her let's question right her away. On. We need a hi. Uh, so let's hi. let's jump into your question. You emailed a question, and we're curious. Uh, go ahead and give us your question.
2: Okay, so um, in season one, episode nine, uh, where Rory goes to the dance, um, Emily's sitting on the couch with Lorelai, and she's trying um, some smashed bananas on toast. And when Emily gets up from the couch, there's a piece of neon green tape that is under the chair where she's been sitting. And then in season six, episode 13, Friday Night is All Right for Fights, Suki and Lorelai are in an outdoor flower market and they have the same piece of neon green tape that's on their jackets. And um, I'm assuming that it's like a place marker for where they stand or the jackets they were supposed to use for the scene. And then it maybe just didn't get removed. But um, I'm wondering if you could maybe speak to that a little bit more on um, what it's like to be an actor and have such intense dialogue and, um, and be having to move at a certain place, being a certain position, um, especially being like uh, for your character, being in the diner, being, um, cooking or cleaning or um, busting a table at the same time while you're while right. you're acting
4: so yes you're, you're right about the the tape it, it it every actor gets a color designation uh i i guess uh, the green tape I, I guess that was assigned to uh, uh uh kelly is that what you're saying you saw it first with with uh, emily gilmore Yes. in season one. Yes. So, yeah. So so Emily, I guess, was was green uh, because when the crew comes in, when we come in for a full crew rehearsal uh, and we figured out sort of our movements and our it's called blocking and where we're going to go on certain lines and all the you know, the the balletic, uh, the the core, the choreography of the scene where everybody's moving um, uh, the crew. He's the crew guy has a uh, 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 many different colored tapes uh, in a holster and he pulls out that tape because, OK, so Luke moves over here. So, I mean, I forget I I forget which color I was. It was probably red or something like that or blue or something. He put a blue tape down there so that you I would know where my first mark was. And then they do the same thing for all the actors. So there's lots of pieces of different colored tape all over the floor. Oh, and wow. that's that's the roadmap for all of the actors to see. And you can't look at it, but you know it's there. So uh, so that's your that's kind of like your uh, um, your navigation system that we used uh, uh, to make sure we knew we were standing on the right mark because that's where they set the lighting. So if 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 you're standing on your mark, then the lighting's going to hit you right. And you, you know, the director's going to be happy. And if you miss your mark, the lighting's going to be off. And then everybody else's lighting is going to be off because you're going to pull their looks over in the wrong direction. And then they yell cut and said, you got to hit your mark. We got to do it again. So, and as far as how to, um, to do all the, 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 you know, the physical stuff and the, and the serving of the food and the, you know, that's, um, you know, that's something you learn in acting school. Uh, and you just sort of keep gradually adding on more tasks to do and, in scenes, uh, in scene work that you're doing in class. Uh, and then when you do plays, you have to do that as well. There's a lot of mm. props to deal with, and there's a whole course of study on how to deal with props and how to handle props. And
3: Do you have to do it the same for every take? Yes, you do. Oof.
4: Yeah, that's called matching. You have to match. So if George comes up to you and says, Scott, that didn't match. I said, oh, what did I do? I said, you put the plate down on the word after you know, the one you put it down. On. Yeah. So if you miss it even by that much, Oh, so it's exacting. So your rehearsal process mm-hmm. nails down all of the, uh, the movement and the, and the props and, uh, um, and the lighting scheme and the choreography. And if you miss any, anything, but even by an, uh, a very so small in your margin, brain,
3: you-, you have to go like cup plate toast, cup plate toast. Mm-hmm. And then you're also doing all those crazy lines. So you're mm-hmm. like, Blah, blah, blah. C- cut, play, toast. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds kind of
2: no, loud. Messy.
4: You are truly exhausted at the end of the day because you're just, your brain is, 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 is just, you know, trying to absorb all this stuff all day and, you know, sending all those signals out um, to, to every part of your body. And, uh, and plus, you know, there's a, there's an emotional life there too, that has to be, um, um,
3: Oh my god, right. Cup plate toast, yeah. line, line, line. Right. Cry, cry, cry. Right, right, yeah. right.
4: So it's oh. but it, it's like anything, the more you do it, the better you get at it and the more comfortable you feel with it. And I got to the point on Gilmore where I, I I preferred using a lot of props and being very proppy and very active with the props because it just you know, it was easier for me to attach what line was I'm gonna pick the cup on or drop the plate or pick up the plate and the whole thing. And it sort of I don't know, it just made it easier uh, to do a scene. Um, whereas when you're out there in the desert and it's just the two of you talking, that's tough. Because I remember that kitchen scene in the, in the reboot where I was passionately pleading with Lorelai not to leave me. When um, And it was just the two of us. There were no props to deal with. There was nothing. And that's when you're truly naked emotionally. And those are more difficult um, to, to pull off because um, you can't really, you know, you can't hide behind the props anymore. <laughs> um, so anyway, I hope that answers your question.
2: Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah. Thank you so much.
4: Thank you. And Thank you, Juanita, for coming on and uh, and uh, and keep watching.
2: Thanks, I will. Thank keep you so listening.
4: much. listening. Stay safe. All right. Take care. All
2: right. You too.
4: You know, let's have a little fun. Let's let's go ahead and reenact this. We had so much fun doing it last week. Let, let's reenact the scene where uh, you know Rory uh, goes into Dozy's Market to ask Dean to the dance, and and Keiko is breathlessly, you know, staring through the glass to see what happens. So she she even says to Rory, says, you know, uh, enunciate your words. I, I read lips. <laughs> so. So we're gonna we're gonna reenact this with uh with another lovely fan. Who who do we have? Is that Heather?
10: Yes, hi. How you
4: doing? You're wearing the hat. I'm, or is that just your natural got, look? Like no, it is for I me. I've got
10: flannel, I've got the hat. You're I thought it was the uniform.
4: Rocking the look. It's out of respect. I love it. 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 it look is at absolutely. this woman. Look at this, Heather. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I gotta put my glasses on to check this out. This is this is <laughs> look at you that's a that's a Luke suit
10: it is I'm, a I'm number right. one
4: I mean, top drawer yeah. welcome to the show
10: thank you so much I'm so excited to be here
4: how did it ha- where are you calling in from
10: I live in Seattle
4: Seattle
10: yeah, yeah all the
4: way from Seattle
10: yeah not too far from you guys though
4: are you uh, did you work on the scene because I didn't
10: I did I um, <laughs> I hope I do it justice.
4: <laughs> well, I know I'm going to suck. I'm not going to be a good Dean. I'm playing Dean because I'm not in this episode.
10: I know. I Well, that's what when I heard it was this one. I thought, but Scott's not even in this it, one. Luke's not even it in it. It doesn't make
4: sense. We'll create our own <laughs> scene. F-
10: I know. It's going to be great.
4: The scene that, that, uh, that hit, hit the cutting room floor. Never made it on the episode.
10: <laughs> Never to be aired ever. All right.
4: So now I'm, boy, now I have to, I have to be Dean. Okay, so this will be the biggest acting challenge of my life.
10: I know how you feel about Dean too, so.
4: <laughs> hey, love Jared, but uh, but you know what, Dean, he uh, I like him in this episode. I liked what he, happened.
10: He's very good in this
9: episode. Yeah,
4: you know, it's like I might be kicking Jess to the curb pretty soon. I might be doing that. I might do that because I like Dean in this. I like Dean in this episode. He wants
10: to make it right, too. You know, at the end of the episode, he really tries. He wants to go with Rory back to talk to her mom. I mean, he does the right thing. He does the
4: right thing. He figured out how to get out of his car and stop honking. I like like that. He's an intelligent young man.
10: You don't (laughs) run out when a boy honks for
3: you.
4: (laughs) Tell you what, man. Jess might be, you know. I know he's blood. I know he's family, but I like the Dean going after the Tristan. it was
10: it was good. Yeah, ready
4: ready to knock out the Mary boy. You know, hey, I'm a recent
10: team Jess convert. Actually, are you? Uh, I was a team. uh, Okay, don't don't be too upset. I know somebody else is also a team Logan hardcore. Yes, Amy is. I mean, I was team Logan for so long. I loved how they challenged each other and I love how they changed one another. I love how he came full circle at the end. But you know what? After the revival, I changed my mind because I was so disappointed in their relationship, their mm-hmm. uh, sort of relationship then. Mm-hmm. And I saw how Jess really helped Rory and she he had that great idea for the book. And even at the end, when he looked at her through the window, I was like, That's, that's the one. So I'm now a team Jess. I, I never thought I'd say it, but years later, I'm a convert.
4: I'm still, I'm still team jet team Jess, but I got to tell you the opportunity to get into the skin of Dean in an acting scene might help me get that, that 5% I need to get to get to team Dean. Cause I'm, I'm right there. I'm right on the fence. I liked what I saw in this episode from that young boy. I like what I saw. Even him doing
10: this, this scene—he's really—I mean, what a great guy He, res- to do that he restrained
4: himself. He didn't swing and punch. He just said, "I'm not going to fight you
10: because yep. what? Because
4: yep. I'd kill you." And he didn't mean kill in the sense that he'd kill him. He meant kill, and that he would defeat him badly. So. Oh. Oh, easily. Yes, yes. There would be damage to the Tristan uppers and lowers. (laughs) The dentist would be very, the orthodontist would be.
10: Everything in between.
4: (laughs) I like this episode. Anyway, so you ready to act? Have you been working on it?
10: I don't know. I made my husband run through it with me a bunch of times.
4: (laughs) I don't know how to play Dean. And now I have to be 18. And that's, you know, I'm, I'm a little couple of years past 18. But let's see what I can do.
10: I was trying to put myself back in. What is it like when you're a teenager and you're? This is so vulnerable to ask somebody to a dance. You know, I was trying to put myself back there because that's that's hard. It was hard so as, as a teen. What I think
4: we both need to do since we're since we're our vo- both of our voices is probably bottomed out since we were teenagers. <laughs> yeah. we need to be at a higher pitch. We need to be like higher pitch. Yeah, we can't be so low in our throat. We can't be low. <laughs> So let's try that. So maybe we okay. can be.
10: We will
4: try it. Not not necessarily squeaky, but sometimes Rory does come off squeaky. She can be squeaky. She
10: hurries through sometimes and it's a little squeaky. For
4: you, Heather, to achieve that level of cuteness and vulnerability in your voice. My God. Let's see what happens.
10: I don't know. Now you're setting me up. I'll try it.
4: All right. All right. All right. Uh, All right. Everybody settle. Heather. You good? Ready, Scott? You good? I'm good. Dean? Yes, yes, yes.
10: <laughs> yes, we're ready. <laughs>
4: and action. Hey. Oh, hey.
10: You're busy. Yeah,
4: no, I just had to put these green bean shipments on the shelves. You, you, you want to help?
10: Yeah, sure. I uh, love stacking beans.
4: Okay, follow me.
10: So, do you work on Saturdays? I forget.
4: Well, it depends. Sometimes I come in if I don't have any plans. So why? No reason. This is so bad. See? <laughs> I can't do Dean to save my life.
10: Your high-pitched <laughs> keep, voice is killing keep me. Keep going. Keep
4: going. I'll try to find okay. another Dean voice. Go ahead.
10: See, there's this thing at my school on Saturday. Well, it's not really at my school, but it's it's kind of given by my school.
4: What, what is it?
10: Well, it's this kind of thing where you go and they play music and you're supposed to get all dressed up and do some kind of dance and there's chicken. Chicken? Well, I don't know if there's Chicken. But these kinds of things, they often serve chicken because it's probably cheaper and people eat it. So the logic behind the chicken choice really isn't that bad. I'm lost. It's a dance. Ah. Uh. And it's not like I'm dying to go or anything, but it is a new school and being part of social activities is really important at Shilton.
4: So are you asking me to go to a dance with you?
10: No. Yes. I mean if you wanted to go, I would go too.
4: Well that'd probably be good since it's your school.
10: Right. So do you want to go? Honestly? Yeah.
4: I've actually never gone to a dance before.
10: Because they're lame?
4: It's just not the way I ever wanted to spend my time. I'm I mean I'm I'm not a big joiner.
10: Okay. Fair enough. More beans, please.
4: Hmm. You wanna go, don't you?
10: No. I I don't I don't have any desire to go at all. I was just thinking out loud, that's all.
4: Huh. So what would I have to wear? What? To this dance. What what would I have to wear?
10: Anything you want. Come on. No, really. Whatever you're comfortable is fine. Some sort of pants would be good. It's coat and tie. Oh
4: man.
10: But you probably get away with a coat and no tie.
4: (sighs) Okay. Wait a minute! No, no I, have to t- really? I have to take a longer pause. Yeah. Give me that line again.
10: But you could probably get away with a coat, no tie.
4: <sighs> okay. Really? Yeah.
10: Thank you.
3: That was.
4: You're welcome. Excellent. I, I had one more line.
3: <laughs> oh. I had the most
4: important line of the whole thing. All right, cut. We're gonna have to do it again. <laughs>
3: Maybe you just give that last line.
4: (laughs) You're welcome. I can give the one before it. You're welcome. There you go. Now we're done. We're good. There you go. So we can (laughs) we can splice that in. Actually, I felt the scene gained real life when Amy jumped in at the end. I like that.
3: (laughs) Heather was so much better than Danielle and Riley. It was amazing. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I thought Heather was fantastic. Heather, oh, nice job. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank I you. think it was the costuming, too, since she got in nice character, job. even though she wasn't portraying that character. Yeah. Rory as Luke. I
4: had to. to. meet Luke as Dean. That's a game of twister, mental twister right there for the fans. <laughs> it really you know, is, That's, that's yes. really like, what's, they they're not, how are they going to collate that? It's, 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 but you did a great job. You were really Thank great.
8: Thank you. Scott, I'm really happy you changed your voice <laughs> because that first Dean voice was something else. I was
4: struggling. I, I just didn't know what to do. I, I like, thought it was Dean. <laughs> thought Dean actually I closed my
3: clear. eyes for a minute. I closed my eyes for a minute and I really felt it was Dean.
4: I was inhab Dean was inhabiting me. It was, it was weird <laughs> spiritual experience, you know? Uh, Heather,
3: before you go, do you have any questions or tips for us as we try to improve this uh, I Am All In podcast?
10: Oh, I'm, I'm just so excited doing this. This show has meant so much to me. So you guys being here each week, I mean, it's taken me through everything, everything in your life. There's something about in Gilmore's with it, you know, heartbreak, going to college, graduating, Um, even when my dad had a heart attack, I thought Gilmore's has that, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, so I I love it. Um, I, I love that you're breaking down this, you know, the episodes and any behind the scenes stuff is always great. Mm -hmm. um i do have a question i always said i would ask if i ever got the opportunity it's skipping way ahead but if anybody's listening i kind of figure that they've already kind of watched it anyway so lorelei comes to luke at the diner and says we gotta get moving with the marriage thing let's elope april needs to figure out how she's gonna fit into our lives not the other way around let's go luke says i can't jump you know it's too fast Lorelai says okay I'm out she leaves and she goes and she sleeps with Christopher and then Luke comes and he's all packed up he's got all his stuff he's got the camping gear he's ready to go and he says let's do it and she says I slept with Christopher and he leaves and I always wondered if she hadn't slept with Christopher do you think that they would have stayed together like what would have happened after that
4: well, yeah, I, I don't remember any of that, but I do. Uh, I think, of course, logic would dictate that the chances would be much better that he stayed yeah. with her. There's this thing, of you know, that funny, quirky thing about people in relationships. When you sleep with someone else, it somehow affects adversely the relationship that you're in. Isn't that wild how that works? I don't
10: blame uh, Luke for leaving. And he even goes and he goes straight to Christopher's apartment and punches him. oh Boom
4: yeah right in the kisser right there
10: (laughs) right Mm -hmm. and it's so satisfying too because as a fan you don't want lorelei to sleep with christopher at that point and so it's really satisfying
4: but that's the uh that's the craft of uh you know the craft of writing uh will do the thing to the fans that they least want in order to get them to lean forward yeah
3: Oh yeah. Cuz now you feel oh, like leaned. you're
4: you're involved in it. I mean, they're really messing yeah. with you now, right?
3: Mm-hmm. So
4: it's uh, you know, that's that's what good writers do. Yeah. They yeah. give you what you want sometimes, but they give you a lot of what you don't want. So
10: mm-hmm. or what you think you don't yeah. want.
4: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um yeah, that's very. Uh, what season are you even talking about here? What season is it? So this? it's season seven, which seven. I know Jeez. is is. Um, I <laughs> you, know I was. Really you have to come ahead, back in about just, three years. I, hey, <laughs> we can if, discuss it I, in depth. If You would have me back
10: in in that time. I would be happy to come back and ask again. We can all chat. But um, I just always had it on my mind because right. I mean I'm so glad they ended up together. Obviously, we know Luke and Lorelai are endgame. We know that, but we I do. always just had that thought: why? Why, at the end there, did they you know was there that so it's just heartbreaking it's a heartbreaking breakup right there
4: the life of a fan, right? I mean uh,
10: it is <laughs> even as many times as I've watched it, it's still I still can't get over it <laughs> it's
4: it's tough, right? yeah, yeah, but you were fantastic. That was an amazing Thank you. reading
10: thank you Yay. thank you so Yay. much thank you for having bravo. me this is just bravo, an, bravo. a delight and an honor
4: um and yeah when we get oh to that episode w- when we get to that episode season seven which will be in a couple of years uh, mm-hmm. uh knock on wood then we should have you back
10: yeah uh, you know? please do because i would just i would love nothing more than to discuss that <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> whole part <laughs> amazing job heather thank you so yes. much yes. no thank you guys thanks, again heather. thanks so much um, and thanks for doing the podcast. So, I mean, it means so much to so many people. It really does. So hey, we appreciate it. It's, as, as it's, I'll speak for all the fans that we, we appreciate
4: it. You know, and we love it's, you. it's for you guys and uh, much appreciated. Okay. Yeah. All Thank right. Have guys. a good day. Take care. You thanks too. Heather. All right. Talk to you soon. So wasn't she great. I, I love it when the fans call in and it's so much fun. They're good. so great. Then they're, they're dressing up. They're wearing their paraffin. They're wearing their gear. You know they're Speaking gearing up of anyway.
3: Gear time for a yeah. comedy bit where we're all gonna try <laughs> bananas on toast. We go.
4: I didn't. Ma- I couldn't mash mine. I couldn't deal with it.
3: I feel like it's gonna be grosser if I mash it.
4: It's going definitely gonna be grosser if you mash it. More gross. It. But I have banana circles. I have pieces. I have banana. I, I couldn't mash it. It looks so heinous on Hers the-
1: looked-
4: <sighs> It was just like. It doesn't look like mashed bananas. It looked like something else. I don't Are you trying it?
3: Well, I just I'm going so, In theory, a piece of toast and a banana would be like a fine breakfast. It's that it was mashed like baby food.
4: Yeah, it was. It was just awful to see.
3: Mine is more like the way you would want your avocado toast.
4: Right, right, right. I see. I have my banana slice. Okay, ready on three. On three. Ready on three. One, two.
3: Not
4: that, not that bad oh that's terrible oh, oh. Not oh that no, no, no. Bad. it's not that bad That's
3: bad
6: oh it's not good actually oh, now oh, now i'm, I'm getting a, sort I'm, of
4: the afterbite. i'm spitting it out, I'm that's it out.
3: Not- <laughs> it's a very <laughs> odd taste oh
4: god <laughs> that's awful
3: it was an after like at first it oh. was okay
4: oh yeah at first it's okay and then you start chewing and it's like don't eat more of it what are you doing
3: I've gotten the bananas off, and I'm just eating the toast. Oh, not going to waste a perfectly good piece of toast. No,
4: I, I knew that would be bad. Just looking at it, it looks bad. All right, everybody. That, uh, the bananas and toast uh, is, uh, in a word, heinous. It is, it is truly, truly an awful combination. And just the fact that Emily force-fed that to a young Lorelei uh, says i think a lot about emily so cuz we just we just tried we had, we tried to force feed ourselves we couldn't even do it i spit it out it's over there right I'm now i'm still trying <laughs> i'm getting i'm going to get it out of the room on break i'm like removing this from the room <laughs> i don't even want to look at it all right we'll be back after these words ah uh, summer the best time of the year usually it doesn't come with a great deal soaring temperatures come with soaring prices
9: Zumo play
4: okay everybody we're back uh i'm scott patterson and this is the i am all in podcast you're listening to on iHeartRadio. it is time for one of our favorite segments pop culture ladies and gentlemen riley take it away
6: i'm riley and this is your pop culture first we have lorelei you know mom you have a barbara stanwicky voice so Barbara Stanwyck was an American actress, model, and dancer, active from 1922 to 1986. Barbara became a Ziegfeld Follies dancer at 15. The Follies were classy, spectacular show featuring the great talents of the day. She was actually the highest paid woman in America in 1944, raking $400,000 that year.
4: Wow.
3: Want a fun fact? That was a One more fun fact? Yeah, yeah. Last night, I was watching Back to the Future, number one. And when Marty McFly goes back to the fifties, Barbara Stanwyck is starring in the movie with Ronald Reagan at the movie theater in Hill Valley. (laughs) Oh, boom.
4: I think she was on a show called the big Valley. She was on TV too. She, uh, she was a a staple in our household and, when I was growing up, Barbara Stanwyck was a big star. They
3: do love some old-timey references on Gilmore Girls. Keep them coming. Lorelai
6: says, become a crazy Oscar Levant kind of celebrity. Go on talk shows. Heckle Regis. So Oscar Levant was an American concert pianist, composer, and music conductor from 1928 to 1960. Oscar dropped out of high school to pursue music. While he was considered a multifaceted genius, he also had been known as a notorious hypochondriac.
3: And a nice little Regis pop culture mention in that same sentence, who was the Regis and Kathy Lee, then Regis and Kelly, Mm -hmm. which is now Kelly and Ryan Seacrest. Mm -hmm. Rory says to Tristan,
6: really, does Susan Faludi know about this? So Susan Faludi was an American feminist, journalist and author from the 1980s to now. Susan's estranged father survived the Holocaust. She also has dual citizenship between the U.S. and Hungary. Her most recent book is about fluid and binaries. Rory says, I hear Squeaky Fromm is up for parole soon. Squeaky was an American criminal who was a member of the Manson family cult led by Charles Manson. Actually, on September 5th, 1975 in Sacramento, Squeaky attempted to assassinate President Gerald Ford by aiming a firearm at the president, which was later determined not to be loaded. And Squeaky's up for parole soon. Lorelai, Wow, Mom, look at you. You'd think Ann Taylor was having a sale or something. Ah, good one. So everyone knows Ann Taylor is a women's clothing store, but did you know that Ann Taylor is not actually a real person? The retail chain is named after best-selling shirt-dress style. In the 1970s, Ann Taylor's shopping bag was inducted in the Smithsonian's permanent collection.
4: Ann Taylor is not a real person. That explains, a, a, person. Lot.
6: explains a lot. It's a dress. It
4: clears a lot of stuff up for me.
6: Lorelei. Hey, Dean. Meet my mother, Emily Post. Emily Post is an American author, novelist, and socialite. Emily is famous for writing about etiquette, and her book is called Emily Post's Etiquette. The book was ironically, at one point, the second most stolen book from libraries, the first being the Bible. Bad etiquette. Two bits of etiquette advice from Emily's And yeah, once they are, read
4: the book, they return the book, because that's etiquette. <laughs> then they steal the Bible.
6: One of the pieces of etiquette is thank your host twice, and when in doubt, wear the plainer dress. It is always far better to be underdressed than overdressed.
3: Thank you, Scott. Because you're our host. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> Thanks for
6: dressing And plainer. you're definitely
4: underdressed. Thank you very much.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Lorelai. I mean it. You could have gotten Fred McMurray to off-dad you'd really wanted to. (laughs) Fred has appeared in more than 100 films, many of them Western. Some of his other films include My Shaggy Dog and My Three Sons. My
4: Three Sons, huge hit when I was growing up, huge hit. That theme song, wow.
6: (laughs) He was the first person ever named a Disney legend in 1987. And at one point... He was the fourth highest paid actor in America. Next one's for Amy. Rory, I'll be standing in the back listening to 98
4: Degrees.
3: Oh, I know so many fun facts about 98 Degrees. Bring them, or would you need me to do them?
4: How do you know so many fun facts? Because
3: I was there with 98 Degrees from the very beginning. Uh, So here's a little fun fact that Nick Lachey just revealed in that their song, The Hardest Thing, Nick hated the line about Dr. Zhivago, and then that song became one of their biggest hits. Riley, what else you got?
6: Rory says, have you seen The Outsiders? Just call me Pony Boy." So The Outsiders was actually originally a book, but the book was created into a film in 1983, packed with a cast full of Hollywood's upcomers, such as Matt Dillon, Rob Lowe, Patrick Swayze, and Tom Cruise, just to name a few.
3: I think Ralph Macchio was in there.
4: Diane Lane.
3: That was like packed with stars, packed with stars. Mm-hmm. So the book was written by S.E. Hinton was Susan Elise
6: Hinton, a 15-year-old school student in Tulsa who wrote The Outsiders. Editors suggested she go by S.E. So readers could infer a male author was responsible.
4: Ugh. Unbelievable. Okay, uh, I think it's time to uh, go to our produ- one of our producers, uh, Danielle, to get an update on The Clown Pillow. Danielle, take it away.
8: So the clown pillow was really sneaky this episode. You really had to watch, like really watch to find it. Um, I had. Did anybody notice it? No. Nope. No. No? Okay. So the clown pillow, when um, Suki comes over with the burritos and Lorelai is talking to um, her mom, like on the phone, talking to Emily on the phone, and... Um, it is propped up next to her, but it's just a side view of it. But you, it's very clown pillow-esque. You can see like the side profile of the clown and it's right there waiting for everyone to
3: look at it. I tell you. You have clown pillow eyes, Danielle. I really do. I have one other little interesting tidbit that you may or may not have spotted, but I found this with my internet research. During Tristan and Dean's confrontation, the actor who played Caesar is in the background. Is he really? Yes. Maybe we can do a zoom in so people can see it on our social media, but they think maybe he was just a background actor playing a different character unless Caesar moonlights at high school dances.
4: Uh, yeah. You know, the more days that he works, the more money he makes. So there he was, probably the you know, dance. he was in the club and they just, they threw him another episode. Now it's time for favorite lines. Who's going to start us off? Riley, go ahead.
6: So I love when Emily says, this is not a drive-thru. She is not fried chicken when (laughs) Dean honks to come get her. That was mine. Oh, no. Darn it.
4: Danielle, you're going to have to come up with another one.
8: It's okay. I have two just in case this happens. So, my second one is when Lorelei goes,
3: shield the taco. I love that. I love that too. I thought that was so funny. Oh my God. They're holding coconuts and leering. It's funny. You traded my lovely gift for a semi pornographic leering monkey lamp. How could you?
4: (laughs) Baccarat crystals for a monkey lamp. Um. I think my favorite line was when Emily was going back and forth on the phone with Lorelei about uh, Lorelei making Rory's dress. And uh, Emily said something like, uh, please don't use the curtains.
3: That's actually a pop culture <laughs> so, reference we sort of missed. Because it was a Sound of really? Music reference. We should have had that.
4: <laughs> so insulting. It's like... You have no, you're, you're my daughter, but you have no taste. And I, I fear you will use the curtains to make a dress.
8: I have to add in one more line. I'm sorry. I, this one was just so good. Um, when Tristan and Dean were fighting and Dean goes, you will not go near her ever again. So good. Uh,
4: Yeah. Dean up in his game. That's Rory's dance. Everybody.
3: What's the episode next week that we all need to watch? Forgiveness and stuff.
4: Forgiveness and stuff? Mm -hmm. Really? That sounds like a big episode. You're in it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll cover my eyes. (laughs) You're in it. No, I'm actually liking some of the stuff. I'm liking some of the stuff I do. Uh, Who who cares not about me? Listen, uh, it's a very special birthday for a dear friend of mine, uh, Milo Ventimiglia, and I'm going to sing him a little birthday song. Happy birthday. To you Happy birthday To you Happy birthday Dear Milo Happy birthday To you To you To you Happy birthday, buddy. Hope it was a great one. Talk to you soon.
0: They have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget.
1: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip.
2: I thought in that moment, oh my
1: God, we've summoned something from this board.